Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. I've been an avid listener of your show for over 12 years. The question I have is what tools do you use for selling mutual funds? And provides unbiased answers. I can give you some general rules. One would be if you buy a mutual fund and the manager has done very well over the last 10, 15 years, and then they change managers on you, you should consider getting out of that fund. Invest Talk. Over 29 million downloads and counting. Hey, good morning, guys. My name is Chris. I'm calling you from Maine. The stock I was asking about is BEP, Brookfield Renewable Partners. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-CHART. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and this is Invest Talk. It is Friday, February 12, 2021. And of course, as usual, today on this podcast, we always talk about our mission statement and what we talk about every day independent thinking and shared success. So we, we hope that it gives you some assurance about what we do here. We make sure we provide accurate reports, explain the processes that we come up with, why we say what we say, try to give you some background information as to, you know, develop your own method of search and learning things, you know. And, you know, it, it concerns all parts of the market, including the stock commentary. Okay, we always try to do it without any bias. It's easy to be biased in this because got all these experts have all these different opinions. And, you know, experts are quite often wrong. I don't know if you've noticed that lately. But I'm not necessarily excluding myself here. Uh, I don't know if I consider myself an expert. I consider myself more of a market observationist. I observe and report. That's what I like to talk about. I'm Steve Peasley. And, of course, I encourage you to contact us with your financial investment questions. This is a call-in show. You can call in right now. We're live, 888-99-CHART. Uh, if you want, you know, we're always live, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 Pacific time. And if you can't get us live, you can always leave your question, and we'll answer it on the very next show. So we pro- Well, some of the questions, we're getting quite a few backlog questions, so it's getting difficult to do that, but we'll try, okay? Um, so... Call 888-99-CHART. So let's go ahead and take a first listener call right now. Uh, this is oh, Emilio's call is live from San Francisco. How are you doing, Emilio's? How are you, Monsieur? Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. How are you? Good? I'm, I'm good. What can I do for you? Good, good. Uh, yeah, I wanted to find out about AEM, uh, as, as, uh gold stock that I really... Like I know it went down, so I wanted your opinion. Is is it a is the stock a problem itself, or is it you know gold no, in general? No, I think it's related to gold. Uh, it's a Canadian company engaged in the production, development, and exploration of gold. It's a sixteen billion dollar company, so it's not small. It pays a dividend two point one percent. Earnings are going to be three dollars and seventy two cents this year, two thousand twenty one. Next year, it's going to be $4.02. That's the estimates. And it's a $66 stock. So that tells you it's about a, a 15 PE. 
And the five-year range PE is 26 to 152. So it's well below its range. Sales growth is very strong. 23% increased this most recent quarter. quarter Before that, 44%, 6%, 26%, 40%, 30 I mean, it's been growing, growing, growing. It just has not necessarily reflected in the in the earnings per share, which it will start next year, I mean this year, and next year. So I think it's a good place to buy it. If you're, if you're looking to get into position of gold, uh, this is the time to do it. When the gold is not running, you know, you know Emilio, so I'm going to get all kinds of calls. When gold breaks $2,000 an ounce and all these stocks are running, then I'm going to get calls. Should I buy it now? And I'm going to say, well, why didn't you buy it three months ago, six months ago? That's exactly what's going to happen. Mark my words on that. But no, I like this company. It's a company is a good one. Thank you, Emilio. Right on. Thank you, Steve. Thank you very Thank much. You. Well, the weekend is here or almost here, and I know you want strategies to help you with your investing prowess here and more deal with the volatility, deal with all the uncertainty. We always, But there's always volatility and uncertainty. So it's always something that you have to deal with. Now, strategies do change over time, depending what's going on out there. Okay, they change. So, um, you know, for instance, you know, for the last well, forever, it seems like, growth stocks have been the darlings of the, of the indexes. And I'm wondering if we're starting to see a change. So, strategies do change. And since it's Friday, everybody, I will also share the KPP Premium Newsletter today. And how did the market do? Did you see it? Well, it was kind of weak most of the day, but it ended up kind of on a positive note. The Dow was up 28 points. The Dow was up 70 points, and the S&P up 18. You know, after a lot of back and forth all day long today, um, and that makes it, I think, a positive week, even though it wasn't as strong of a week as it was last week. So that's what happened this, this, this time. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we've just finished the second trading week of the month of February, so we're halfway through. So that's a month and a half into 2021, so it's moving pretty darn fast. Our, our goal, my goal, my goal is to help you achieve financial freedom. I want to achieve it, I want you to achieve it, and it is possible. People think it's not possible, it's very possible. You just have to be dedicated to it. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't. So we're taking your calls live at 888-99-CHART. The markets react to uncertainty. Are you prepared? Is your portfolio balanced? Is it optimized? Your financial future depends on the answers to those questions. Steve Peasley is here now and he's ready to talk with you. Call Invest Talk, 888 99 Chart. Hey guys, this is Brian in San Diego. Uh, I love the show. Thank you for doing what you do. I have a question about Wall Street bets and smaller retailer investors getting together and, and moving markets in ways that haven't really, it hasn't really happened like that before. Particularly recently with GameStop, the short squeeze that's going on right now. My question to you guys is how does this change your outlook on what is possible with market movements coming from the traditional knowledge that you guys tend to stick with and traditional advice? What advice would you give someone who who is kind of just, you know, five years into investing and there's just such a tumultuous time? 
and you're seeing historical things and trying to learn, but everything seems to be changing in front of your eyes. Thank you. Okay, well, I'll warn you about changes in the market. It always happens. There's always changes in the market. Uh, right now, the big change is, you know, fundamentally is that, you know, uh, uh, Robinhood and Reddit investors have dis- have discovered their power, their their power of moving markets if they work in conjunction with each other, all those individual investors. Uh, and so that that is a par- powerful thing because there's so many of them, and it will move markets. It will move companies. It gives you a lesson as to when I talk to people on the radio and I tell them this is a very small company, when something's very small, it can be easily manipulated, just like GameStop, which wasn't small. It was big, but it was manipulated by a group of people, a large group of people trying to manipulate it, and they succeeded. So the market is it's susceptible to that. It always has been susceptible to that, always has been. So there's nothing new there other than new players, such as Robinhood investors who are usually a bunch of young people uh, that are not that sophisticated, but they still are powerful. They have enough money to drive, move, move markets, move stocks, if they all do it in conjunction. See, and that's what makes powerful hedge funds. They're so big, they have so much money, they can move markets. They can move a, a stock up or down, depending on what they do. But the question is, is that, you know, is that going to really affect the overall market? And the answer is probably not. Ne- neither one of them are all that powerful all by themselves. But they can, at times, be a market mover. That's why it's very difficult to try to time the market or be in and out, in and out, because people can move the markets that way. Generally speaking, markets go up when earnings, uh, stocks go up when earnings go up. Earnings go up because the economy is good. That's those things you can uh, analyze and evaluate. Uh, what other people do, you have little control of that. That's why I suggest don't even try to get into that kind of game because it's too difficult. Too difficult. I bet you a lot, a lot of those Robinhood people lost a ton of money, money on GameStop too. Okay, my focus point today. Concerns a story, 10 alternatives to tapping your retirement accounts when you need cash. People keep tapping their 401ks and IRAs. In other words, they keep taking money out of it when they're not retired. Well, you got to do something else. So I'm going to have some suggestions. Okay, what else? Uh, I, maybe we can talk about the jobless claims out this week again that comes out every week. Uh, also, I wanted to get, delve a little deeper on that Robin Hood phenomena. What, how much they are moving markets, what their impact was, and because there were some studies being conducted right now, and one had a conclusion, so I thought I'd share that with you. And three money mistakes couples make that they cannot make. They can avoid it. So those are things we can talk about. More things. So there's lots of stuff we can talk about if you want to, time permitting. Okay. And usually, uh, this time uh, on Friday, I give you uh, some some information about uh, the markets. Uh, today's trivia question, I will provide a snapshot of minimum wage levels spanning 80 years. Minimum wage. Have you been a subject to that? When I first started, I was subject to that. Minimum wage, I think, when I first started was 95 cents an hour. Tells you how old I am. 
Um, um, other topics. On Fridays, I usually do a quick rundown on the benchmark numbers. Two-year Treasury yield was at 0.109%, one-tenth of one percent. By the way, that was the same as it was last week. The 10-year Treasury yield went up 1.183. Last week was 1.15, 1.83 from 1.15. Okay, gold priced um, now $1,835 an ounce. Last week was $1,808. Uh, silver today, $2,742. Last week was $2,687. Moving up a little bit, both gold and oil. I mean, gold and silver. Oil, $58.88 per barrel. That was up from $56.98. So oil's been moving up. Does, does that oil tell you that there might be some inflation coming into the system? Because oil prices have been pretty strong recently. National average for gasoline, $250. Last week it was $245. California is $346. Wyoming, if you want cheap gas, drive to Wyoming, Wyoming to get 237 or, you know, Wisconsin, you can go there and get it for 231 huh? Maybe we should live there. Wyoming and Wisconsin, get some cheap gas. So some of the numbers, everybody. Now, if I move fast, I think I'll fit another question, 888-99-CHART. Hey, Steve, Justin, I had a quick question. I wanted to know how quickly you guys evaluate stocks or, or how you do it so quick. And also, I was curious about uh, getting a position in FSLR, First Solar. Let me know. Bye. Okay. Uh, First Solar, Inc. It's a $10 billion company. Stock selling for $100 a share, $100.75. They're going to make $3.50 next year, three seventy-two this year. So the earnings are going to go down. <coughs> Excuse me. Sales are increasing uh, 70% in the most recent quarter. Before that, it was 10% increase. Before that, it was zero. Before that, it was 102. Before that, it was shrinking of 10%. So you can see it's kind of all over the place as far as growth. Now, first seller, solar manufactures and sells solar modules for residential and commercial markets in the United States, Europe, and Asia. So it makes money. It's nothing wrong with the company. And, you know, that's a good field to be in because you know it's probably going to continue to grow. But last year, it was selling for $30 a share. Now it's $100 a share. Is it too late? Uh, uh, so the, the PE is around, what, 30? I don't know. Seems a little expensive for me or something that's kind of erratic in its sales. Anyways, the market is closed on Monday, so we will have a, a special t- Invest Talk show, Best of the Caller Questions podcast it's a new compilation program please tell your friends that this will be a good way for them to get exposure to the diversity of questions and topics we cover on the show on a desktop that's monday but we will likely post it early for now i'm steve peasley and i'm ready to take your questions live 888-99-CHART Have you heard about Riskalyze? It's a brief question and answer form that you fill out online. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein will also get a copy of your responses. They can use the Riskalyze results to help you formulate a strategy that fits your investing risk tolerance. Learn more anytime and take the Riskalyze quiz at investtalk.com.
888-99 chart everybody let's talk to max in alameda max yeah um i bought a stock i really didn't didn't know what i was doing uh, i bought about ten thousand dollars worth i got about a hundred share or i'm sorry i got about the ticker is k-o-p-n uh-huh hope and corp they do yep What's your what question? is up with this thing? What's up with it? Um, okay, it's a $10.84 stock. They manufacture miniature flat panel displays used in thermal weapon sites, digital cameras, and MP3 devices. So it doesn't make money. It's never made money, but it's losing less money year every year. So the most recent years, it's going to lose $0.09 cents this year. Uh, and it, it, the sales was up 56% this most recent quarter before that sales were down three percent but the four or five quarters before that they were growing so sales are growing for them but has negative cash flow so this stock doesn't make any money so all the price movement is driven by speculation that it's going to someday so i think you got to be really really careful because there's no way to evaluate since they don't make money and sales are increasing erratically but they're increasing in some quarters very dramatically Probably because it's so small. The sales are only $9 million, $8 million a quarter. So it's not like selling a ton of stuff. And it's under a billion-dollar company, so it's small. So it's going to be very volatile. And I got an article here that I was out uh, earlier this month, about 10 days ago. It says, and the article says, why Copeland stock skyrocketed today? So there's an article out about it. I don't know what the article says. I just because I can't pull it up right now, but that article probably explained maybe that they signed a big contract. I mean that's possible. I don't know, but you know when you're buying these really high speculative stock, which this is because it's small and it doesn't have any earnings, very speculative. Keep an eye on the articles. That's you know what they're writing about. That usually drives it. Appreciate the call. Thanks, Max. My focus point today concerns the story. Ten alternatives to tapping your retirement accounts when you need some cash. In other words, what I'm saying is, please, please, please don't tap into your retirement accounts. It's for retirement. So what else can you do? If you need money, what else can you do? Well, you can borrow money against your house if you have equity. I don't like that idea either. I'm just saying, I'd rather see you do that than... than then uh, tap in your retirement account. You maybe switch all your credit cards to zero credit card balance cards. They have those offers out there. Um, if you have a certificate deposit, I'd rather see you cash in your certificate deposit, use that cash to touch your retirement account. If you have a safe health savings account, HSA account, tap that if you have to. You could take a personal loan. You could take a home equity line of credit. You can borrow money from your relatives. I don't really care what you do. Do not touch your retirement account. If you're spending, you're spend, if you're spending too much money, stop spending too much money. Spend less. You know, and everybody can spend less. Anybody listening to this radio show, you all can spend less. Don't tell me you can't. You know, you can. You need to spend less than you earn. It's that simple. If you want to be rich, you spend less than you earn and invest the rest. You'll be rich eventually. Just takes time. It won't happen overnight. It'll take years and years, but it will happen if you're disciplined enough. 
Okay, 888-99 charge. So this morning, yesterday, they had the jobless claims, you know, unemployment claims uh, are reported every week, and they've been kind of erratic, uh, you know, because of COVID recent months. But last week, there were 793,000 claims made. Give you some scale. Before COVID, we were in the low, uh, a high, uh, low to mid 200s. Anything under 300,000 a week is very good. We've been around 800,000 to a million for a month, two months. So we're at 793,000 last week. The week before, it was 812,000. So they expected 760,000. It seems to be kind of stuck. It's not going down. Okay, uh, unemployment claims. That's important. If we, you know, we have to get back to normalcy, and we need to get those unemployment claims done. Get people working, and we need to get the people out there working again. It's getting difficult, but that's what the numbers are. You need to see those numbers dropping down, and they've been stubbornly high for several couple months now. Maybe that would change with the vaccine. Maybe not, though, because we've permanently lost a lot of jobs, especially in the restaurant and personal care area. Maybe it's going to be tougher to get that down lower, that number lower than we think, than I think. might be possible. Okay, there is a good deal of talk regarding the possibility of a $15 minimum wage in America. As we go to break, here's my two-part question, trivia question. Looking back in time, what was the original minimum wage in America, and what do you suppose the minimum wage was in the year that you were born? After the break, I will supply the answer, but for now, my phone lines are open. I encourage you to give me a call, please. 888-99-CHART. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. I have a question for you. We own uh, Bristol Myers Squibb BMY. Uh, just wondering if we should uh, sell it and move on to something that would do a little bit better. What's your question? 888-99 chart. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay. Why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it. Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in, patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. 
Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It is official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the Internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI Red Teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's Attack Resistance Platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E dot com. HackerOne.com. Raw sugar, from hair care to body wash to lotions and more, is made with real ingredients for a raw clean that infuses your senses with raw joy. Made with cold-pressed extracts from clean, good-for-you ingredients, raw sugar refreshes your hair, body, and soul, lifting your spirit boosting your energy, and making you feel like, well, your rawest self. Raw Sugar, available at your local Target. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday, the weekend is almost here, and Steve Peasley is on duty now taking your finance and investment questions live. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 
888-992-4278. I asked a trivia question before the break about minimum wage. So what was the original minimum wage in America? And what do you suppose the minimum wage was in the year that you were born? Okay, so the original minimum wage in the United States started in 1938. So it was right in the Great Depression. And it was 25 cents per hour. Now, uh, that wasn't a lot, because if you adjust that for inflation, 25 cents, it's uh, in 1938 to 2021, it's only $4.59 per hour. Now, obviously, I can't name every day and every year that it changed. From 1939 to 1944, it was 30 cents. 1945, it jumped 30% to $0.40, or $8.05 in today's dollars. 1950, the minimum wage increased dramatically to 75 cents per hour. You know, so then 1956, a dollar an hour. 1965, $1.25. 1975, $2.10 per hour. 1985, $3.35 an hour. 1995, the minimum wage is $4.25. 2005, $5.15, and 2015, the minimum wage went to $7.25, and that's where it is right now, $7.25. So when I started working in the late 1960s, going just, just uh, I graduated high school at 1970, so that would have been right around $1.25. And I remember making that, by the way. So, okay, let's keep moving and go straight back to the Invest Talk Voice Bank for a caller question that came in from a listener in New York. Hi, Steve. Hi, Justin. This is Bruce from New York. Uh, I've been an avid listener of your show for over 12 years and have a question regarding selling that I do not believe I've ever heard an answer for before. I use the rules uh, you taught for selling stock like the five-year PE, drawing trend lines, uh, checking moving averages, and industry analysis for stocks. The question I have is what tools do you use for selling mutual funds? I've been using resistance levels, trend lines, and sector analysis, but I find them all kind of disappointing and pretty inaccurate. If you wish to use uh, a fund as an example, to help me with this, uh, please use M-I-N-D-X. It's the Matthews India Fund. Thank you for making me a better investor. Bye. Well, that's a lot harder with mutual funds. First of all, because are you talking about an index fund? No, you just mentioned, you just gave us a uh, a country-specific fund, right? The, in Matthews India. So it's an in, it may, you know, it's a fund in, in from India. But, you know... Mutual funds can be all parts and slices of the entire investment world. But if you're talking about an index fund, you know, that's a whole different than if you're just saying, well, it's a large cap mutual fund or a small cap mutual fund or it's a growth fund or a value fund. So it's very difficult to answer that question because of the different different uh, aspects that you'd have to deal with. I can give you some general rules. One would be, if you buy a mutual fund and the manager has done very well over the last 10, 15 years, and then they change managers on you, you should consider getting out of that fund. If the fund has been performing below its peer group for several years, you should consider getting out of that fund. Okay? Uh, if 
economic conditions change and you want to be uh, more conservative and you're in already pretty aggressive mutual funds and the economy starts to slow, you should consider changing from an aggressive fund to a more conservative fund, maybe a, what's called a balanced fund, which would have bonds in it. So it's very difficult to say because a mutual fund is full of all kinds of stocks or whatever equities it invests in. So the best way is to try to try to compare it with its peer group, and how is it comparing? How how is that comparison with the fund that you own in that peer group? Okay. The KPP Premium Newsletter, distributed to subscribers every Friday, did so today as I do every Friday, and it's made up of several sections. Today's market conditions section. This week was relative was relative light on the economic reports. There's very few releases. Consumer CPI for January rose three tenths of percent. The core CPI was flat, so basically no inflation that's we saw in those numbers yet. But the biggest part that jumped to that CPI was oil prices, up about seven percent for the month. That's what was jumped. Um, so there wasn't much to report in the economy except oil prices. And I think you've probably seen that and reflective in the gasoline prices at the pump over the last few weeks, month or two. They've gone up nicely. Um, uh, portfolio management section. Talked about the popularity of the past few years of growth stocks. And what uh, are we seeing a change? Are we, should we reallocating? Do you, do you, should you be buying target data funds that are reallocated for you automatically? You know, th- those are kinds of things. Talked about bonds when they, when those, those target data funds get closer to the, uh, the date of the target of your retirement, they get more and more conservative. That means bonds. More and more bonds going into your portfolio. So I go into details in the newsletter about these things. So if you're interested in the newsletter, you obviously can order it. Go to KPP, uh, go to investtalk.com. That's faster. Investtalk.com, and you can order it. I gave a couple of stock ideas. One was the manufacturer who installs and services uh, air conditioner systems and buildings and management systems and controls. I also looked at a specialty retailer company that's principally engaged in the sporting goods area. And I mentioned that we own both these companies on some of our managed accounts. Of course, I name names. And finally, Consumer Watch. I asked an old question that we always, an age-old question. Is buying in bulk truly cheaper than not buying in bulk? You know, here, I know we go to Costco quite a bit, which, you know, you get it's just me and my wife. We don't have anybody else here. And so you're buying something like, you know, potatoes or lemons. I don't care what it is. There's so many of them. So I'm saying, you know, you've got to consider the utility of those items. Are, do they go bad before you use them up? Are you really going to use them? So they, are they really cheaper? You know, before they perish or expire or, you know. So buying in bulk is not always the smart thing to do. So that's what I was, my, that Consumer Watch section was about. So those are the things that are in the newsletter, KPP Financial, the premium newsletter, which you can subscribe to on investtalk.com. 
Okay, we talked about earlier in the show here about Robinhood and traders, and can they really push stocks around? And the answer is yes. They represent 7% of the variation in stock returns. 7% of that. Now, that, that, you might say, well, that seems not like a lot, but th- look at it this way. In the small, smallest stocks, the smallest quintile of small stocks, okay, the, 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 the least, what kind of effect does these t- traders have on that, the small stocks, Okay, of all the stock market, the 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 quarter, you know, uh, if if let me see if I can say this easier. Okay, so 100% of the stocks go from big companies to very little companies, right? In order, the bottom quarter, 25% of those stocks. The Robinhood traders represented 30% of the return in that bottom quarter of stocks. 30%. It's huge. So, yes, they can drive markets. They can, and they're driving small cap stocks the most. That's what it's telling you. That's what these this, this research paper says. So, yeah, they can have a big effect. And obviously they did. You know, GameStop, they, you saw it. They, they, yeah, they can do it. They get together and have enough financial power, just like a huge mutual, uh, huge mutual fund or a huge hedge fund. They can... With enough money, you can push things around, but you, can only, you can't push the entire market around, but you can push certain parts of it or individual stocks around. And so, yes, the answer is yes, they can do that. So, okay, as I told you many times, we get invest talk calls from all over America, so let's take one now that came in from Idaho. Hi, Steve and Justin. This is Nick calling from Idaho. I'm looking at total, T-O-T as a value in renewable energy with their 20% acquisition of Adani Green Energy recently. What do you think of the dividend, the valuation, and the growth prospects for the company over the next five years or so? Thank you for the advice. Well, a lot of the oil companies have to do something because they know, especially with a new administration in charge, they got to focus more on green energy. And if you're a company that's not a green energy company, like an oil company, which Total is, Totals out of France, engaged in exploration, production, refining, marketing of transportation of crude oil, petroleum products. That's their main business. So they're trying to diversify. This kind of reminds me of ExxonMobil a number of years ago when they bought the largest uh, natural gas producer in, in the United States to, to be, so making ExxonMobil the largest natural gas producer, trying to move toward cleaner energy. And that's going to happen with a lot of big oil companies. And I don't think you should buy these big oil companies with it in your head that, oh, they'll, they'll switch over to clean energy. No, buy a clean, if you're interested in clean energy company, buy a company that's into clean energy, not oil. Okay, because they're the ones that are going to be attacked by all governments around the world. They have been being, they have been, they're obviously being attacked uh, because of what they do. So don't be buying total if you want to get into green energy. There's no reason for that. No matter what they purchase, it's only going to be a small part of the business. It's going to take them decades to switch, if they switch at all, to green energy. Not going to be that simple. It's just not. 
Okay, I'm Steve Pisa. You're listening to Invest Talk, and you're not alone. In the month of January, our total downloads over the course of the program surpassed 29 million. Well, we want to thank you for that. Of course, most of that is coming from the United States, but it comes from all over the world. And I've mentioned that before. Don't need to mention it again. Uh, so, you know, what is surprising is what, how far the reach is. I mean, I didn't think we'd reach into Russia. You know, I mean... To me, that seems kind of unusual. Thailand and Korea, um, I guess Korea would be, South Korea anyways, would be, you know, okay. But Justin, I want to thank you for all the downloading of our InvestTalk podcast. We appreciate that. And, you know, and remember, our website, InvestTalk.com, has a good number of resources available to assist you in building your portfolio, trying to achieve that goal of financial freedom that we all want. You know, there's a, we have a piece of software called Riskalyze that you can go to invest.com and take the Riskalyze question, questionnaire. It's only a few questions. It takes you a few minutes and it'll, it'll score your risk tolerance, your personal risk tolerance. And then we can go compare your portfolio with that score and see if your portfolio matches up with that risk that you want. It's a pretty neat little tool. It's not, it's not going to tell you everything, no, but it will give you some guidance. It really will. And, of course, you're welcome to call KPP Financial Offices Irvine, California. We will help you. We love new clients. We want to be your client, but we also will help you if we can any way we can. So give us a call, 888-99-CHART. InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial. InvestTalk hosts Steve Peasley and Justin Klein are the principals of KPP Financial and they are independent financial advisors. This means they place their clients' interests ahead of the firm's. As part of that commitment, KPP Financial practices parallel investing, where Steve and Justin's accounts participate with client investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing and the other KPP Financial programs at investtalk.com. The phone lines are open Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call now, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Jerry in Palo Alto. Jerry. Hey, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Good. It's been a while. Hey, uh, so Amazon, I know it's a great company. Do they have anything... Do they have to, like, acquire something now for their stock to continue going up? They had a great quarter. What's it going to take to keep going? Well, you know, Amazon took off because of COVID. That really helped Amazon a lot because everybody shopped from home, right? I mean, it, it really helped them tremendously. So it's probably going to slow down from that. Uh, and they are acquiring. See, I, I really th- – it- I really think that they're going to have to acquire other things to keep growing. But at the same time, they're going to be attacked by our government at some point here. And I know they've already made inquiries and are investigating. And they're going to break them apart. Mark my words. I think I think Amazon, Google, Facebook, something's going to happen to all those guys. Apple, maybe Apple too, because of their dominance. Simple as, simple as that. But um, I think you need to be real careful. Amazon's still doing great, but I know if you notice, the stock has been moving sideways for a while. And I don't know. I think they're getting close to being, you know, slowing their growth rate because of 
things returning to normal. I think that's going to happen. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here that's always the same to help you achieve that financial freedom that we want. So give me a call. Questions are now very welcome. 888 99Chart. Your objective is to work hard, plan well, and achieve financial freedom, right? You're in luck because Steve Peasley is here now, ready to take your finance and investment questions. Call 888-99-CHART. Hey, good morning, guys. My name is Chris. I'm calling you from Maine. Uh, I've been listening to your show for a couple months now and absolutely love it. haven't missed an episode. Anyways, the stock I was asking about is BEP, Brookfield Renewable Partners. I started a small position uh, before they split about a month ago, a little over. And then on a recent downtrend, I doubled down and it seems to be doing quite well. I'm wondering if you think it's something I should continue adding to on any pullbacks or maybe even take some profits. Uh, look forward to your answer on the show. And thanks again for all that you guys do. Okay, so let's look at the fundamentals of Brookfield uh, Partnership. It's a limited partnership. So be very careful. Are you going to get a K-1, meaning paying uh, income tax on that money, that dividend? They only div- Their dividend is 2.6%. BEP is a symbol. They generate electricity in the United States, Europe, through the use of renewable resources, okay? So this is a green energy company. It's a $12 billion size, and they make about $4 billion in sales a year, okay? That doesn't make it too expensive. They're going to make $0.13 cents next year. They're going to make a penny a share this year, $0.13. Cents, it's a $46 stock. So on that basis, it's very expensive, okay? Cash flow, though, is very strong. It's $7.38, so... If you want to get into the renewable energy area, this is a decent company to get into because none of them make very much money, if any money at all. This one is making money. It's just expensive. Okay? I think that, you know, the reason why it's expensive, everybody is thinking renewable energy is the future, and it is. So that's why. Um, I do not want you to make it too big of your portfolio, though. It shouldn't make it more than 5% of your portfolio. So don't buy more and more and more and more of this stock. Diversify. Diversify, diversify. Uh, so it's not a terrible company to own other than it's overpriced. Okay? Sales seem to be slowing, too. I don't care for that. You would hope that you would hope something overpriced would be growing fast. It's not. And that's BEP, everybody. Okay? Three money mistakes couples make. Now, my wife and I used to, uh, 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 through our church, uh, participate in these couples' pre-marriage classes that we put on. And we would sit down with engaging couples, and we talk about, sometimes, not all the time, talk about money. Money. Money is the number one cause for fights in married couples. Number one cause. So how do you try to avoid that? Well, there's some things you can do. Um, Like you can make joint decisions instead of one partner taking charge of everything and making the decision. That should not happen. You need to have some joint decisions. That doesn't mean 
one partner doesn't take the lead often. That's You can do that. But the other partner has to be involved. Can't just one partner, one of the partners to making all the decisions. That That's not a good way to go about it. Talk about long-term goals, meaning retirement, savings, what we're going to, are we going to get a house, win, new cars, spending money, big money. What You have to have kind of be on the same page. And each of you should have some individual money that's independent from the other person, some money, so that you don't have to ask or get get permission to spend money on a pair of new socks or something. That's not that's not what this is about. You know, uh, one of the questions in that little engaged encounter we used to do, would we would say to the couple, write down, without looking at each other, without talking to each other, how much money you would spend without talking to your partner. How much money would you spend? Just, just on your own, without talking to them. How much? And then... Be, it's very interesting to take, do that because you would be surprised at some of the answers. One would say uh, $50, one would say 500 Then you know they're not quite on the same page. Interesting. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein and I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family members about us, about the free podcast downloads. We post it every day right after the show, as you know, after we do the live streaming show, 4 to 5 Pacific time, Monday through Friday. So it's all free. Go to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, investtalk.com, and you can download it. Remember, the markets are closed Monday, but we will post a new Best of Caller Questions podcast. We will do that. Independent thinking, share success. This is Talk. Enjoy your weekend. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART.